Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Monday, August 9th, King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill, Memphis, Tennessee. Well, hey there. Welcome to King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill, motherfuckers. What you guys having tonight? Just, uh, fuck. How about a well bourbon and ginger? Sure, coming right up. Double shot, please. Oh, even better, brother. You got it. Make that too. What? What? Huh? Yeah, on my tab. Whoa, uh, hey, uh, thanks, dude. Uh, yeah, no problem. You're Beaumont Ran, right? Brain Buster Boys? Well, I, uh... <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Really? You are Beaumont, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. Shit. I just have never had that happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's surprising. I love your show. A lot of people do. Cool. Uh, yeah, hey, uh... Well, that's nice to hear. Fox Monroe. I represent Last Tycoon Productions, Los Angeles, California. Absolute pleasure to meet you. Whoa, whoa, uh, hey man, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I, I, I I don't know if this is the right time for this. Sorry, I'm on vacation and Brett's not here. And besides, it's a little weird. (laughs) Hey, hey, all good. I understand. How about I drop the shop talk? Listen. I was in the area out scouting when I realized that, hey, I follow the BBBs on Twitter. I saw that pic you snapped just outside by the ATM. Right. And... I put it all together. And maybe I'd have a good chance that I could grace the presence of the Beaumont Ram. Oh, right. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, weirdness aside, I guess I'm um, quite impressed, Mr. Monroe. Fox. Listen, Bo, I, you know, in my line of work, you have to know how to pinpoint the best talent faster than anyone else can. That's what I do. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) But but that's only part of it. The other part is like what you do on BBB. Sure, you can buy the mic, the recording, the editing equipment, the space to upload, but you've got to deliver. It has to be more than the best version of itself. It must aspire to be better than the best version of itself. Okay. Kind of like this bourbon and ginger. Pretty straightforward, classic drink. Kind of a urine color, in my opinion, but good. Double shot to get you work. Well bourbon, Canada Dry, ice. That's it. Not any different than the one they'd serve at B.B. King's down the street. But why do you cherish this drink just as much, say, for example, the Woodford Reserve and ginger beer at the AV in L.A.? Huh? I don't know. Why? Because they both aspire to be the thing that you want. <laughs> Bourbon fucking ginger. Huh. Right, yeah, 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 I get you. Uh, you know, that's kind of how things are with us, or how it was supposed to be before, you know. Greg Goldman? Yep. If I may, one thing I don't get about you, amid all the great things you do, is your tendency to bring chaotic elements into the show. Things you don't fully understand, and 
and things you can't fully control. Like Greg. Like Greg. And then you get into these situations where the show becomes less about making it and more about... Survival. Exactly. Wait. <laughs> All right. So, honestly, Fox, uh, I, I get what you're saying from a fan's perspective, but I, but I got to ask, uh, what's your, you know... Beaumont. 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 For listening to your show, from this brief sliver of time, I've been in your presence. I feel like I know you. Always looking out on the horizon for the next best thing for you guys. Trying to get to that place where the next best thing just starts appearing right outside your front door. Well, uh, yeah. But that's not what's happening, is it? Okay. Yeah, you're totally right. Sometimes doing this show feels less like achievement-oriented and more like we're just patching holes off sucks. But it doesn't have to be that way. With the right guidance and the right resources and no interference, it's all about you guys and what you can do with the potential you have. Like Beaumont, you know a fraction of what these other IWC podcasting hacks know about wrestling. But I still want to listen to you over them every week. Here, listen. Take my car. I know I said no shop talk. I'll admit, I'm a bit of a white liar. But I gotta do my job. Just like you've gotta make an episode. Okay, uh... Yeah, well, you know, I can... Maybe... There's my email and my number. Just consider scheduling the consultation. Well, uh... Alright, uh... I'll have to talk to Brett, but but honestly, I guess it wouldn't hurt. Can't wait to hear that episode this week. Uh, hey, uh, nice to meet ya. You gotta finish that drink. All yours. All night long, baby. Episode 33, my name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. What's up, people? How are we doing? How, how are you doing? I'm doing great, because the rumors were true. I think we all knew they were true, but I at least right. was... Wait till you believe it before you see it, and CM Punk is all elite. Yeah, I mean... Which means a hell of a lot more to me than you and no, a lot yeah, of other yeah, people, yeah, yeah. But, no, but, but, but this uh, is a but, but, huge fucking deal, and it oh, was yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah, watching the reaction. Um, or I guess um, we'll, I'll start off with kind of like the day after stuff. Like, I saw like the little article yeah. on ESPN.com mm-hmm. on like my, you know, phone, like their their, their mobile main page. And I'm yep. like, holy shit, this is a big deal. And it's then, a uh, big deal. You know, uh, I'm glad that they just, you know, went on with it at the beginning of the I show too, and yeah. didn't make it some like surprise that wasn't a surprise because like obviously they leaked it to the media yeah it wasn't a surprise yeah 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 you know obviously but like 
for that pop to happen, you know, and yeah. that enthusiasm to be expressed. Yeah. Um, like I get its meaningfulness, and that I and that's the thing. Yeah. Like it, everyone knew it was going to happen, and it was still just perfect. And yeah, would it have been great if it was a surprise? Sure, but that would have just been impossible to do. And like having it in Chicago and that build up, like I think this is exactly how it needed to happen. Yeah. And man, it was just great to see him, and it was just fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it's going to be exciting. I think Darby's going to be a fun person for him to fight. Yeah, and we just got done. We'll just go ahead and say it. For If you recall, obviously had to show Bo the CM Punk versus John Cena match from Money in the Bank 2011, which is also one of the best crowd reactions in wrestling history in Chicago, and this was was very similar as well. Yeah, so. yeah, no, a lot of similar um, echoes. Yes, um, it just felt right. We had to just do that yeah. match. I mean, and as you just saw, and as we'll get into later, just one of the most iconic matches, moments, and we mentioned last week we wanted to do a John Cena match, and it was maybe going to be a fighting. SummerSlam yeah, match, yeah. but. Obviously, this just made the most sense. And yeah, just last night again, the Chicago crowd. And I mean, we hear the cult of personality he comes out and he just takes the seat on the ramp and is just taking it. In. You know, just how loud was yeah, that? Yeah. And just like you could just see it in his face of just like, wow, it's been a long time. And just to, just imagine feeling that everyone yeah, yeah. chanting your name for so, so long mm -hmm. where you've been out and. It was just really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the 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 love and enthusiasm was palpable even from my laptop screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hugging like, the fans. Uh, hug, he hugged oh, yeah. the fans that said, "If CM Punk shows up, we'll riot." And then he did like basically like a Lambo leap of oh, sorts yeah, into the crowd. Yeah, in there, so like yeah. again, just really taking it all yeah. in. The song finished before he could even get in the ring. Oh yeah. That's well, how much he was just breathing in the adulation. Well, and like surprises are easy. Surprises mm -hmm. are really easy because you know, like when the surprise happens, there's going to be an instant, uh, uh, to quote Newton's law, an equal but opposite reaction mm. um, to that. Um, and here, you you don't have the benefit of that, so it takes that much more, um, you know. And in kind of our 24-hour news Twitter cycle, mm -hmm. it's easy to kind of keep hyping this up, which like they took advantage of that, which didn't exist. Yes, you know. I mean, but, yeah. we'll get into it in dynamite, but. Uh, Kenny Omega wearing the chick magnet shirt yep. and the Cookie Monster shirt before and yeah all the best in the and everything you know like it the hype was there and right in front of our face oh yeah yeah and, and it uh, delivered yeah yeah and for, and for them you know like sometimes you know a fastball from a rolled as fucking Chapman yeah. it's going ninety nine miles an hour it's hard to hit or one hundred and three one hundred and three but yeah this was you know a this was a home run off a of fastball. And, you know, it may seem like an easy thing to do, but in all reality, it's an extraordinarily difficult thing to do. Yeah. And I commend him for, you know, being able to, you know, build up the hype and capitalize on it. That's not easy. Yep. That's harder than a surprise. And I, and Agreed. Yeah. 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 And CM Punk delivering with his words as well, which we'll get into. I mean, he, you know, he didn't say a ton. He didn't need to say a ton, mm -hmm. but... You know, and I believe him when he says, I'm just winging it. I wanted to see what this felt like and how it felt in Chicago. I feel you. Yeah. And like referencing the CM Punk chants, which have been heard in WWE for seven years. Yeah. Everyone, CM Punk, like are at these shows and he's not coming back. And you're starting to hear him in AEW and you know he's coming. Exactly. And he says, I heard you yeah. over these last seven years. And, and, and I read the ESPN article this morning and he's, they said that Tony Khan had said that He's gonna be a like a pretty like a every week full timer, full, yeah, full, full, full timer. So this yep. is not gonna be. And so like, 
I guess you know, not to divert from it, but it begs the question: like, no. man, how many more people can this can this company? I feel like they got to stop now. I, well, so that, like, like, yeah. like, like if Daniel Bryan is still in the pipeline, when like, right? Adam Cole is a potential, like, like, I, I, like it, 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 I know, I'm, I'm with you though. Like, at what point is it enough? I mean, well, and, yeah, and I don't want to see AEW have like this is the dynamite roster and this yeah. is the rampage roster. It's going to be want a long that. time before anything yeah. like that happens. Yeah. And I don't want that for them. No, you know? like no. I like kind of you know sort of the unified. Yeah, but you're right. Timeline. I mean, they got a lot of talent, and uh, yeah, Punk did say yeah, he's basically like we can't cover it all right now. But the good news is, I got the time on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays or Sundays four times a year, and we find out we're gonna get to see him this Wednesday. There we are. And whenever this comes out, within a couple of days. Yeah. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they said it's his first Dynamite appearance, and man, it's going to be fucking electric the in there. U, at the UWM Arena, the house that Bruce Pearl built. Mm, Actually, as right. a matter of fact, he, was, yeah. Yeah, he was head coach there for a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just something else. The crowd was going insane, and you know, Punk, you know, he kind of said like, He's like, this is the thing I wanted to say the most and talks about like if any of like his personal choices or decisions he made like disappointed or let you down, I get it. But that he was never going to be healthy physically, mentally, spiritually or emotionally staying in the same place that got him sick in the first place, which he'd had like back issues and things like that. And there was like a whole legal battle. It just was a nasty like divorce after he left. Country concert. Yeah. Oh, big time. Um, but yeah, he goes through that and then he says the classic, can I tell you a story? And then he takes the seat, just like the pipe bomb crosses. Like, I mean, just a geek of just someone sitting down gets a huge reaction like that. You know, like that's just how good he is. And, you know, talks about ring of honor, which he was, you know, one of the mainstays in the early years of that. Did Pop mention that whenever we hit him on? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We definitely talked, we talked about the CM Punk Samoa Joe feud. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he left there on August 13th, 2005, had tears in his eyes on his last match. You know, he's like, there was a lot of reasons why I was crying that he made a place where people can work, get paid, learn their craft and love professional wrestling, not sports entertainment, but professional wrestling. And he basically said he knew he was leaving a place where he wasn't, he was leaving a place where he was loved and he was going somewhere where he knew it wasn't going to be easy for a guy like him, Mm -hmm. WWE. And... He then said, while sitting down still, on August 13, 2005, I left professional wrestling. And he stands up, says, on August 20th, 2021, I'm back. Wow, so... So, yeah, definitely a, a big kind of shot at WWE yeah. there, for sure. Which, whatever, it's all fine. I'm I'm here for it because it's CM Punk, but in general, whatever. But, uh... And then, yeah, he's like, you know, I'm here because of you, the fans. I'm not going to lie. I'm here because of me. And then he's talking about, like, you know, I want, I'm here for the young guys. And a couple, you know, there's some scores to settle in the locker. And it's just, and then he calls out Darby Allen, right. And then we don't know it. And they show him up in the rafters. And he's got that nice, slick face paint oh, with yeah. the tree. Yeah, with the tree. Yeah, it's different. You can actually, like, I don't know, like, usually he has the thing around his eye that makes mm-hmm. him look different. But because he didn't have the black paint around his eye, he looked a lot more like, you know, his self looked tight. The yeah, and you yeah, could yeah, tell, yeah. like, he was kind of geeking out, too. Like, this was just such an awesome moment. Yeah. Now he's going to have a big fight on his hands. Yeah, he yeah. calls him out and basically says, uh, what? 
You're fine. Hey, yeah. hey yo, uh, Darby, listen. Uh, hey. I know I just came back and it was a big but deal. But I want to fight you yeah, in fight my hometown you. of Chicago yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, in two Saw weeks. it all out. Yep, and and uh, there's nothing you can do that's more dangerous than wrestling me, uh, yeah, except wrestling me in Chicago. Man, so man, uh, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to. It's not going to be easy. No, and it's I'll see you right. and Sting on September 5th at All Out live on pay per view because I'm back. Yeah. And that's exactly how it That's exactly how it went. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what a just fucking, what a, what a great, just, I, I just, it's hard to even say the words. And I watched yeah. it again today. Like even last night was like kind of fighting back tears. And like today some stuff was coming out and it's just awesome. And I, 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 yeah, I'm just geeking out. There's nothing really else to say. Yeah. Like it's uh, my fucking guy. Like I think I've said this on the show. I know I've said it on the show before, but he was like, Bar none, my favorite wrestler when I got back into wrestling in 2009, pretty much up until he left, and is definitely a huge reason why I am the wrestling fan I am today. Like, if it wasn't for his run, 2009, 10, and into 11, which we got, and then obviously then he was soaring from there, like... But I felt like I was always kind of in on him before he was really a big thing, even though he'd already won the championship and whatever else, and that's beside the point, but... Just all the shit that he did back then, like, I don't know if I would have still stuck with it if it wasn't for him, oh, so and mm. it's just awesome. Like, never in a million years thought he would actually be here until it all started coming out. Never so. in a trillion in years. In a fucking trillion years did I think that CM Punk would show up in fucking AEW, <laughs> and yet, here we are. Yeah, and I can't wait. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, that kind of, like, Rampage, the rest of the show was all fine and well and good, but uh, kind of, you know, it was not going to ever reach that height. Yeah, 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 a bit of a moot point. Yeah, so Uh, we're not even going to really recap the matches. No, Uh, it's not. Let's just say, you know, Jurassic Express beat Private Party in a really fun, solid match in the Eliminator Tournament, so they'll be facing the winners of... Lucha Bros and Varsity Blondes, which we'll see in Milwaukee, which should be a really fun match. And the winners of that will face the Young Bucks in the cage at All Out. Uh, Jade Cargill beat the newcomer, Kiera Hogan, in like a minute, which she was in Impact and was like an Impact women's tag champ. Right, right. I was just surprised. I mean, I knew she was going to lose, but mm-hmm. I thought she'd be a little more competitive. Yeah. I mean, I think it was literally a minute match. Yeah, she yeah, didn't no, really do much. Well, and that's just pretty classic Jade Cargo this morning. They're trying to put her over so goddamn hard. Yeah, I guess you I know? just thought yeah. with a newcomer who's had a little success in other companies that she wouldn't have jobbed out that quickly. Yeah. But whatever, it's fine. I love Jade in the ring. Just let Mark Sterling keep doing the talking for her. Um, and also the main event saw John Moxley defeat Daniel Garcia in about five minutes. And again, like Garcia, as you mentioned, getting the Wheeler Yuta treatment, like Mm -hmm. a lot of TV time that he and 2.0 are getting. And we'll get to that in the dynamite recap, but just another really fun short match that ended on, you know, a high note with Moxley, Kingston, Darby and Sting all in the ring together. They've been interesting that that like foursome has been, Kind of pretty featured here over yeah, the last well, well, couple and, of weeks. I dig it. And that's a fun foursome, too, because, like, Darby just lost TNT title. Mox lost the AEW title. None of them are really going to be, like, sniffing that right now. And Kingston's so, yeah. been in and out of the main event. Yeah, so, so might as well, like, get them together and do something fun with it. Which they have been. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, like, their feuds with the Elite have kind of, you know, fizzled. Stagnated. I guess Darby doesn't really degree. have one. But still, like, yeah. you know, kind of getting them a... 
you know, like, could they fight, like, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and, like, some other group with them? Yeah. You know, they could be. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's Rampage. You know, I, like we said, we're not going to do a full recap. Like, uh, CM Punk was the headline. Mm. And we're still just getting over it here. Um, yeah. And st- still can't believe that in, from the moment of recording this, five days we're going to be in Milwaukee seeing it. By the time it, this comes out, probably two, three days away. But shit, like... Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, other exciting news. Um, okay, yes. We have a meeting with an agent. Huh? We have a meeting <laughs> with an agent. An agent? Yeah, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? Okay, so uh, when I was I on mean, vacation two cool. weeks ago, okay, um, yeah. I um, was on my way back, and I stopped in Memphis to have lunch at uh, Jerry Lawler's bar. Yeah. You know, because I had walked by it, I took the picture by the ATM, I was drunk, I wasn't going in there. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, anyways, I, I stop in there, and um, yeah, this guy approaches me, and he knows me. Like, he knows us. It was pretty crazy. Interesting. Like, like have, have yeah. you ever had that happen? Like, not because of this show. You, you, no. You, you talk about CM Punk. Not out in public. Well, no. well, you talk about CM Punk's moment. Like, imagine being him and like sitting down there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like nearly to the degree of that, but like, it felt pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's tight. Yeah. Um, his name is uh, Fox Monroe. Fox Monroe. Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, he was a big fan of our show. Okay. And he has this production company. Mm-hmm. And um, Interesting. You know, I, and I, of course, told him, I was like, listen, I'm on vacation. No, 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 no. And yeah. then, like, I don't know. Like, it seemed the whole thing he presented. Like, there was a consultation fee that, that, that I paid for out oh, of pocket. Oh, shit. How much? It's a couple hundred bucks. Not Jeez. Big, not, not well, a big deal. Like, I like, know. But, I mean, but, well, but, 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 but I all, wish you would have told me oh, first. I know, but, like. I mean, yeah, whatever. It's. I, I I can't blame you. That's pretty cool. All upside, but, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're. No, right. I, I didn't sign anything. No, no you're right. Anything. Yeah, but uh, he's gonna. When's be... this call? Uh, today. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, Mentally, I mean, emotionally. I, I mean, his availability, he said, was uh, fluid. What kind of guy is that? Like, tell me something about. I mean, obviously, we don't need to talk all about it on air here, but uh, would... seemed to know me pretty well and uh talked really fast and kind of had a wee you know but uh I, I don't know he just you know i mean that's cool like for real okay, that's cool okay, okay so like the entire time i'll be honest it sounded like i was getting played but it's, like like, yeah, like, like it seems it's, about it, right it sounded like i was getting played but it also like in like my most objective mindset made sense to go through it was just you know well this certainly changes uh things a little bit but uh Okay, we shall pre. I got what? I guess we got to get through this recording here. Well, we'll get through this recording, but 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 it'll be. I mean, he's a nice person, you know. Uh, obviously, not hard to talk to because he's good at talking to people and finding people, um, you know. Well, in general, so. Okay. Uh, it'll be good. Like, yeah, you know. it's cool. I uh, just wish I had a little more mental preparation, especially considering this. Well, well, hey, I didn't. You know, well, so, you so, said this yeah. happened on vacation, which was two weeks ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. You could have told me a little uh, before right this moment. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know whether I wanted to go through with it, and I didn't want to bring it up, considering our history with being managed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought, like, kind of going into this with a fresh mind without, like, the baggage of the past might be good. That's, that's my rationale.
Well, unfortunately, uh, there will be no Greg Goldman report today. Um, as you know, Greg lives in New York, and he was visiting some family up in the Vermont area where the tropical storm, or it was Hurricane Henry, now Tropical Storm Henry. And about 10 minutes before we were supposed to record with him, his power went out, and we were in touch with him, and we just were never able to make it work. He's safe and good, and everyone's good, but... Uh, Unfortunately, no Goldman report this week, but uh, I think we'll have Greg on to start the show next week with both his SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver recaps. Yeah, yeah, no, that'll be, uh, that'll be good. Yeah, I'm glad he's uh, okay. Yeah, so we'll kick him yeah. off with our Milwaukee episode next week, and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, stay safe, Greg, and we uh, hope you and everyone are doing okay. All right, AEW Dynamite, 818-21, and we're in Houston, Texas, and we start, interestingly, with uh, Moxley and Eddie Kingston coming out for we don't know what for, we're just going to hear from them, but wait, they get assaulted by Matt Lee and Jeff Parker of 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, like, as they're kind of making their entrance. Very from, slowly. Yeah, from the, slowly, the concourse as Moxley tends to, and yeah, they get jumped. And I love it. And 2.0, like, you know, they were they came the week you were on vacation and the week you're back, you're like, who the hell are these guys? And now they've been, like, heavily featured oh, yeah, on yeah. TV this week, both Rampage and Dynamite. They come out, they attack them, and Matt Lee gets them on the microphone and gets in the ring and says, Sting and Darby, we just took out your boys. You got nothing. Like, just And they got heat. The crowd is booing the shit out of them. You suck. You suck. For guys that are three weeks on the job, uh, I'd say they're doing a pretty damn good job. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they're definitely being, you know, AEW is definitely interested in these guys. Again, Wheeler Utah treatment. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, just all these newer guys that are, you know, just getting a good amount of TV time. And, uh, you know, you got to have some nice heel jobbers. And it's not like they're jobbing out. These aren't squash matches. You know, they've been very entertaining with everything they've done. And that's what I'd said same thing when they were in NXT. Like, anytime they got on TV, I'm like, these guys are great. Yep. Um, no, they, they definitely can talk. Yeah, exactly. Very confident And people. with that, they basically call out Sting and Darby, bring the ref, and Sting comes out first. And then we have Darby, and you noted, and I didn't even think about this live, the the new... Animation, like the very yeah, Steamboat Willie influence. Yeah, animation yeah, yeah. on the screen for Darby's kind of entrance. Mm-hmm. But he came from behind and attacked with the skateboard. And then we were off. And we were off in this Texas Tornado match, which Darby Allen and Sting defeated 2.0 in 6 minutes, 16 seconds. And just what a hot opener for this it was, show. Is that short? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Longer than that. I guess like there were a lot of different arenas. Yeah, because they venues. got pretty much almost immediately went into the crowd. And then they go up onto the concourse, and now Garcia shows up again out of nowhere, yeah. and he's beating the shit out of Darby. And then the 2.0 guy, they all like pick him up and like throw Darby's face against like the wall. Oh, up yeah. There. Like, like against some like, you know, lower hanging part, which I think yeah. but, like, you know, busting him up a little bit. Yeah. He's bleeding yeah. The yeah. rest of the match. Yeah. And then like Sting and the, the 2.0 guys are, and Garcia still are kind of like fighting back down. And then Darby casually walks down the railing to yeah. get to them, which I thought was sweet. Just uh-huh. like looked so calm. And I think Jim Ross like, ah, if you're a professional skateboarder, you should be able to do that. <laughs> 
And then Darby jumps on him and attacks him. And then here comes Eddie Kingston from the back to grab Garcia and get hit. So you got to think that probably took two, three minutes probably. before they even got into the ring. Probablemente. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was pretty quick from there. Like, they get the table out. Darby got suplexed onto the skateboard out on the ramp, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like not too long after... But the thought where he was suplexed with wheels up. The right? wheels up, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, that painful. was definitely yeah. pretty unique, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you saw, like, the blood in his mouth as he was grimacing. Which I'm pretty sure that was from the, you know, that yeah. slap on that, you know, buttress or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> and yeah, pretty quickly... 2.0 double team power bomb sting through the table, yeah. which I had a similar reaction to you when watching this. It's like, oh, oh shit! Oh yeah, it's a big, you know, because like whenever he took that cage power the, bomb, yeah, like that was a, you know, like Brian Cage is the king of which, power bombs. Which yeah. honestly, I feel yeah, the table though probably helps because like at least for head wise, like his back's going through it first before his head or neck is gonna hit anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's still scary, again, for a 62-year in an AEW opening match event. Um, but he takes it and no-sells the fuck out of it oh, and stands up in like two seconds. And it was just great. Now, this is the Sting show. This Put yes. Sting over, which is which is kind of a hilarious thing. To <laughs> yeah, think it about. was the Sting show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they referenced multiple times how it was Sting's first match on TNT since the final Nitro, which we reviewed yes, we did. for a past, if you recall, against Ric Flair. And uh, yeah, gets up through the table. Um, you know, crowd's losing it. It's tight. Darby, I think, does like a double kick to both of them. Sting catches them. Double Scorpion mm -hmm. Death Drop. Holy shit, chant. And then he locks them both in the Scorpion Death Lock. They tap out. We get Bryce Remsburg, like like he's a third base coach, waving the runner home, is uh -huh. calling for the submission. I thought it was just fucking hilarious. But, yes, surprisingly, this was the Sting show. And, again, he's been very, very impressive in what they've been asking him to do. Do I want to keep seeing it this much? No. No. But... Kudos to kudos to him, AEW, oh, yeah. everyone involved. But enough's enough of this, like this consistently. Like, oh. let's make it a little more special. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, because we've had what we've had the uh, street th fight, street fight, and then what was the one like? It was a double or nothing, right? Him. It was those two versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Okay, so we did the, and then we have this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's all been good yeah, shit. Yeah, it's all been good. Sure. And I mean, this like had a cinematic nature where like they kind of very quickly he, left the ring. Sting didn't really have to do much other than take that power bomb. Yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, I think like yeah, you know, uh, using it sparingly, I think. Is a good idea. Yeah, it's just, again, and now, as you said earlier, the roster's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and there's only so much TV time for people, and again, hats off to everything Sting has done, and I've been, I've really enjoyed it, and he's deserved it all, but... He's a 62-year. And, yeah, we don't need him, like, you Week know. Weekend and... Again, on just, TV all the time. Or like, just keep him as Darby's, quote-unquote, yeah, manager, sidekick. And, and, but and, and you know what? I don't hate seeing him in a pay-per-view. No. Like, that's fine. Like, that's an event. You know, yes. that's an AEW semi-main event. <laughs> you know, so being a 62-year in it is, you know, not illogical booking. No, it's not. But, no, um, this isn't even really a complaint. It's more just like... And we'll get to this, I think, a little more with QT Marshall again later. But uh, it's like... There's just a lot of people, men and women. Like, where's Hikaru Shida? 
I made a milk carton joke on Twitter this week because she has not been seen yeah. on Dynamite in about three and a half, four months. Yeah. Where is she? I don't know. Maybe she'll make a big comeback. Um, She's been on dork and old abortion, but yeah. I don't know. Anywho, yeah, this was a ton of fun. Uh, very hot. And we then get a flashback to earlier in the evening where Sammy Guevara proposes to his girlfriend, Pam, and she said yes. Good for them. Very um, cool. Very cool. I, I have issue, I have my own issues with um, very public high stakes. Yeah, tell me, um, tell us, tell the listeners the story you told me off air. Oh, the here. one with the Orlando, ma- yeah, yeah. yeah. So at an Orlando Magic game, um, somebody, um, some guy, I assume, you know, like you know, got in there and was like, "All right, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend at halftime," and like everyone agreed to it, and he did it, and she said no, and it's just like, <laughs> kudos, tough. To, kudos, tough. kudos to her though, number one, because. For, look, like, yeah. like with the spotlight on you, with like all the pressure in the world to say yes, with twenty thousand yeah. people bearing down upon you. Nope. You know, you, we you, need to talk about this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. To be like true to you know yourself and your feelings yeah. versus like the ultimate incarnation to the pre- of peer pressure. Yes. The ultimate. Yeah. And, Agreed. And, yeah, and you know, like sometimes I think like the very public proposals just like eh. Yeah. You know, I think it's gross, but uh. But good for them. Good and, for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take away from and it. And the Sean Spears promo to follow up was gl- a glorious like thirty seconds where, you know, he's basically like, oh, must be slim pickings in, in Houston, and he's like, I want to make Pam an honorary member of the Pinnacle because we're always on top, and for one night only, you can be on top too. Oh my God! Yeah, pretty greasy stuff from Sean Spears. So he's married to her. She was Peyton Royce in WWE. She's one that got released. She's now Cassie Lee. Was in tag team called the Iconics. They may be heading to AEW. I hope she's awesome. But I've tweeted out book Cassie Lee versus Pam Guevara. Yeah, I want to see it. But anyway, yeah, fun stuff, and uh, that led to the match in which Sammy Guevara defeats Sean Spears in 8 minutes, 25 seconds, which also had probably about 5 minutes before the bell even rang. This was great. Um, You know, you got Sammy coming out to the hometown crowd from Houston. You know, he's drinking it in, and then all of a sudden you see Spears from the entrance just Getting ready to come whack him, but Sammy sees it coming and he turns and catches. They fight a little bit, drop kicks him, and then he does that insane somersault dive to hammer Spears, and they're just they're off and running. Yeah, and um, man, I've really grown to look forward to Sammy matches. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they come in, you know it's going to be flippy. Face Sammy. Yeah, face Sammy. Yeah. You know, like they're they're, they're always very exciting. He's mm-hmm. very physically capable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's fun. He's very charismatic. Uh, yeah, I like the snakeskin outfit. Yes. Um, and this reminded me a little of the Sammy, you weren't here yet, Sammy Darby Revolution 2020 match. Ooh, who won with, that? Uh, Darby. But very similar where Sammy attacked Darby before the bell, and they wrestled probably five minutes before the bell even rang. Crazy, like, moves through tables. And this had the guardrail spot and the big kick out of the 630, but... Pretty similar vibes, and you know, definitely one of the best Sean Spears matches we've seen, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, just some big moves in this too. Mm. And uh, we did get Spears uh, early on. Well, let's not forget before the bell rang, um, Tully did the double team spike pile driver onto Sammy with his bejeweled jacket and his lime green shirt. Doesn't get thrown out for that. Then they try it again, and then he finally gets chucked by Aubrey Edwards. And I love that he, like, took his jacket off and, like, swung it at her. Yeah. And almost hit her. Snapped at her like a whip. Yeah. 
Well, and Tully too, like, you know, I like him ringside. Whenever he talks, I'm just kind of like, dude, you've been in the industry for like 30 years. Like, you got to be a little, you Longer know. than that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Tully geeks me out. Yeah, he is. Like, like, like he, he's funny, um, but like, um, in silence. Yeah. You know, like, like muted. But no, yeah, I thought that was good. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the stuff, you know, like, kind of escalated at a very steady level. Eventually, they put that guardrail up between the ring. And yep. what, what, what was it propped up on? Yeah, the basically ring? the ring and, like, the announce table. And before that got involved, uh, they were up on the top and Spears flipped Sammy oh, off. Oh, yeah. And that's when he's like, yeah, all right, fuck you. And then hit that big cutter off the top rope yeah. that was fucking huge. Uh, but, yeah, then shortly thereafter, Spears hit the Death Valley driver from the top. Uh, but then they were on the apron, Sammy hit that super kick, and then it was basically like an attitude adjustment like Cena does onto the guardrail there. When she goes up, hits the 630, which she beat him at with Stadium Stampede, and he kicked out. Yep. Devil, I didn't see that coming. Don't really agree with it. I think that should have ended the match. But, uh, then he hit, he basically hit, uh, not basically, he hit fucking, uh, Spears with multiple knees to the face, cut him open over the eye. Yeah. Then hit the GTH, and that was it. That was that. No, that was, a, like, two really fun matches, like, to open up. But this one um, definitely had, like, a lot more, like, fire oh, energy yeah. to it. And both matches start well before they even get into the ring. Or at least with the sting, like, the attack on the outside. Yeah, yeah, so, like, again, it. just very hot mm-hmm. openers here. The crowd was going nuts all night, really. But especially early on, Sammy being from Houston, of course they were cheering for him, so... Yeah, just a very, very fun first, what, 30 minutes of the show to really kick things off here. Scintillating, man. And then we get Christian with Tony Schiavone. Oh, and then he's interrupted by Dan Callis in his powder blue suit. Yep. Uh, basically, like, coming in all, <laughs> hey, it's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. I'm going to insult you. I gave you your big break on TV in Winnipeg 25 years ago, kid. Nothing's yeah. changed. <laughs> yeah. And there's that, and then Christian called him the carny piece of shit again. Yeah. Yeah, which, like, you know, that didn't really move the envelope anything, you know. Yeah. Like, like, much, like, you know, much less than last, uh, on Rampage last week's plot match. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fine. It was like, what again, it was. I mean, you need to have that to build it and up. And Christian, like he, he yeah. also said on his Rampage promo that we didn't talk about, but that he's in Kenny's head, and you know, Kenny's the one that should be scared because I'm going to take what he loves the most. And uh, I love how Callus mentioned again, like you're going to get that five star match you've always wanted. <laughs> yeah, just a geek, but yeah, he's just he is and always will be a carny piece of shit. You know who's also... Oh, and before we did skip just a quick Dante Martin... Or no, that's after this. Oh, okay. Dante Martin highlight video. Yeah, just kind of recapping uh, his excellent performance in the match last week against the Elite. And that, you know, he's just going to keep getting better and better. Because yep. he's a 20-year. He definitely will. And now, speaking of carny pieces of shit, Dan Lambert. <laughs> Yeah, what's this guy's Coming out firing! Yeah, he was firing, you know, making fun of Dungeons and Dragons. I love this guy. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 I'm going to ask you, what is this guy's angle? Is he just here to be a vehicle for other people's I guess. You know, just to, like, have, like, a little segment where he pisses off the audience, gets people booing. Yeah. And then we can divert the attention elsewhere. Yeah, and I get, like, it's it's connecting them to UFC in some small way. And we talked when he came the first time that he had had a history and impact and... 
So he was like managing Lashley, and so he's been involved in wrestling. He's had some experience with who this. Who were the people out there with him? It was Junior Dos Santos, and who I'd heard, I definitely remember him from when I followed uh, UFC, and Andre Arlovsky, who I've not heard of, but they're both former UFC heavyweight champs, so they're a big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were with him, and yeah, Lambert was just yelling about cancel culture. And soft-ass millennials, AEW is not the answer to your prayers, and you're going to chant AEW. Like, I was very entertained, but you're right. Like, what is the purpose? But in this case, it was a vehicle to bring Lance Archer out and to, I guess, kickstart a feud between him and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I mean, I guess, like, the... It would appear. Yeah, the the, the logical booking thing. Mm -hmm. Would be, I guess, if Dan Lambert, would he manage Scorpio Sky and Ethan Bay? Perhaps. You know? I don't, yeah, like, I don't know. What's his, yeah, what level involvement is he going to continue to have? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. Like I'm it, here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it, it would make sense for him to do that versus for him just to be a agitator who comes in every yeah. once in a while. But those guys also don't really need a manager. Yeah. Like, Ethan Page is charismatic enough yeah. that they don't need, like, but mostly people with managers are people who aren't great at promos and whatnot, but... You know, who am I to say I wouldn't want to see Ethan Page and Dan Lambert getting very upset? Oh, God. You know, because, like, Dan Lambert was very, very upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unprompted. Unbelievable. Just simply upset that the fact that AEW exists and people like it. Yeah. (laughs) What a prick. And then, yeah, and then he, he just, like, all of a sudden just yelled, shut up! And then said something about, like, this woman. He's like, shut your fat mouth! Yeah. Just screaming at people. He said that AEW is a bunch of wannabe tough guys who can't wrestle their way out of a wet paper bag. And yeah, spending your time playing Dungeons of Dragons and looking up stuff on the dark web. Because you're not hardcore, you're hard up! No, actually, looking up stuff on the dark web is pretty hardcore. It is very hardcore. Hardcore, yeah, yeah. You have to get a VPN. You got to pay money for that. You have to get like a specific browser. It's very hard. And you're usually looking up like drugs. Yep. You know, and Absolutely. like 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 getting like Molly ordered to you. Yeah. You know, like that's pretty hardcore, man. You We've know? never done that though. Um, never. But uh, yeah, and but it was great to see Ethan Page again. It's been, like I feel like since the coffin flop match, uh, we haven't seen him much, and uh, like this segment ended up just yeah, just like what what was the point of all this? Mm-hmm. But clearly, there's going to be some follow up with those two and Archer. Will right. Archer get a partner since it's two on one? I don't know. It's all good. I'm cool with it. And uh, Ethan Page, I'm. Give the guy a microphone, because I'm sure he's pretty upset about some stuff. Yeah, he seemed like he was. Yeah, so I'm just excited to see. Yeah, no, he liked a couple of very upset things. I did see that, yeah. yeah. Love him. And, yeah, Scorpio Sky's tight, too. Just better wrestler than a promo guy. Mm-hmm. And my computer froze, but we had a uh, Jericho... Hey, yo, Jericho promo yo, talking a, about those four labors. He's like, hey, uh, you know, I beat... Uh, 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 he beat uh, Sean, Spears. Sean Spears and then uh, uh, Nick Gage and uh, then I beat uh, Juventud Carrera which I, whenever I say that name in my head like the last week I kind of laugh and then it was Wardlow yo. after taking 14 power bombs oh, and getting sliced open with a pizza cutter yeah and it hurt and, uh, and then now I get to fight you I'm Jeff and, and there's going to be 5,000 of my friends singing and uh, I'm going to kick your little bitchy ass and then that's what it and then he said, Jericho 
up my jerk-off friend down. Funny. Okay. And then we get the AEW World Tag Team title match in which the Young Bucks defeat Jurassic Express in 11 minutes, 26 seconds. Bucks haters hated it. I loved it. This was a ton of fun. Heel Bucks are mm. just tight and just so many big moves. Near A lot of great near falls down the stretch. Mm. Yes, we got, of course, the involvement of Kenny and the Elite and everyone else, but they're heels. It's yeah. going to keep happening. Yeah, good heel stuff. Um, This was a big Luchasaurus match. Yes. Like, I love me Guy some Luchasaurus Guy is over. Here. Like, yeah. that's what's... I told you when we were in 2019 when we go, when we went to these shows, like, the crowds love this guy. And then he got hurt, and then there were no crowds. And it's just great to, like, see the live crowd still loving this guy week yeah, after week. Because Jungle Boy has been kind of the feature. You know, he mm-hmm. had the, you know, the, the title match, and he's just been kind of, you know, elevated a bit more. Yep. Um, but, no, like, I, it was good to see Luchasaurus, you know, be really big. Great hot tag receiver, mm-hmm. as you've seen. Um, you know, he's got the the tail whip kick, as they call it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just a lot of nice kicks and strikes. He did, like, a double choke slam of the Young Bucks at one point here. Uh, Jungle Boy did that superplex off his shoulders, which looked a little treacherous as they were getting up, but... Yeah, I thought this was just a ton of fun, and they really made you believe that Jurassic Express was maybe going to win this. Yeah, no, they definitely did. On, like, multiple times down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, even after the heels came out. Like, yeah. Even after yeah, all that Kenny happened. came out and, like, clocked Marco's stunt with the chair, mm-hmm. which brought Christian out, and he speared uh, fucking Kenny on the ramp. And then, yeah, like, Cutler and Carl Anderson were out there and. Uh, yeah, just a lot of great, for both teams, great double team moves. Yep. And Jurassic Express is really good. They did it a couple times, but like where Luchasaurus will kind of launch one of them in, then like whether it's a flip over or whatever, Jungle Boy will catch them and power bomb them or cut her, but just like yeah. chucking flying bodies into the oh, air. Oh, yeah. And he, he, had, he had those big, like that big double choke slam yeah, on the box. Yeah. Yeah, and the Bucks did their their indie taker, which is like the the tombstone where they help him out. It's kind of like what Tully did earlier, but he Nick drop kicked Jungle Boy and then hit the uh, Luchasaurus into the tombstone. I thought was really cool. Um, Jungle Boy hit that big brain buster on the chair yeah. at the very end on Matt. Nick Nick Jackson, I feel like broke up like three pins down the end mm-hmm. there. Like it was. It was hot and heavy mm-hmm. down the stretch. Um, in the very end, um, you know, all the assholes outside were causing a, a, a hubbub, and Luchasaurus did the big moonsault on. I mean, that's like a six-six, yeah. 280-pound guy that can jump around like that. Big moonsault, domino affects everyone out. Jungle Boy comes back in and has a backslide, and... Uh, Nick literally just flips him over and like just very smoothly the two young bucks catch him in the BTE trigger and I thought it was a very great ending to yeah. an awesome match. Yeah, no, I thought this was definitely probably um... match of the night. Yep, yeah, and no, I would say that over Jericho and MJF. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably put Spears and Sammy right there with that one. Too. Like three very good matches on this show for mm-hmm. like a you know for a dynamite like. Um, like I'd have this one at four, four and a quarter stars. I think Meltzer was four stars on three of these matches, oh, wow. which is re- like, I'd probably go like three, seven, five on MJF Jericho and Sammy Spirit. But yeah, just a, gr- it's a great show. But yeah, I, this was my match of the night at yeah. least. Um, and then after the match, 
we get Gallows and Kenny dragging out or carrying Christian back out. And this is when I finally saw Kenny in the chick magnet shirt, yeah, yeah. which, again, obviously, uh, the CM Punk reference and Kenny kind of beat the shit out of Christian. And he hit him with the one-winged angel, and Dan Callis got down and counted the one, yep. two, three. Um, right after he like, held his yeah. uh, number one hands up yeah. and jumped around. Just having a like ball. A goon. Yep. Uh, yeah, the fuel has been added to this fire. I'm, uh, I'm still hoping it's going to be a ladder match at All Out, but uh, I guess we'll see. And yeah. uh, we were talking about it off air and have talked about it before. What will be the main event? Will it be Kenny Christian or will it be Punk Darby? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be hard to have the uh, title match not be the main event in two pay-per-views. I know. Around. Like, I feel like it's going to be hard to go against that. So I guess, you know... Probably Kenny Christian. But I feel like it would need to be a ladder match. Like, something more than just a standard singles match. Uh-huh. I I don't know. We'll see. Nope. All outs rounding into shape. It, it just, I miss Hangman. Yeah. Let's just get that out there. It's just crazy how quick we've, like, we've been forced to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's not around anymore. Right. But it's like, I don't know. I'm still really enjoying all this shit, obviously. And mm-hmm. the, But it goes back to what you were saying. The roster's huge. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's only so much TV time. Correct, Amanda. So, then, we get Britt Baker, Rebel, Jamie Hayter, with Tony Schiavone, talking about Chris Statlander and uh, her involvement at the end of Rampage last week, which was Jamie Hayter's debut, who basically said she was happy to come help Britt and dares Red Velvet to fight her, which we will see Wednesday. That'll be fun. In Milwaukee, yeah. Jamie Hayter's a very nice technical wrestler, and uh, yeah, should be decent. Then we get a quick Matt Hardy promo about the best friends, and OC says, let's find out if you can kick my ass. And we'll find that out next yeah. week in Milwaukee. Gonna be fun to see Orange live, for sure. Always is. And then we get Paul White. <laughs> Paul White, thanking Tony Schiavone for helping with his son last week. I wonder if we're going to see a Chris Schiavone follow-up at any point. Possibly. Yeah. And I think there's, um, you know, one would hope. I want to see Chris yeah. Schiavone versus Brock Anderson. I mean, like this versus is a, Hook. I mean, this, I, I, I mean, this is a good, like a good um, plot thrown into. You know, like something that just is kind of there for Paul White to, you know, get his first match in AEW. Yeah, it's uh, just it really though, this is his first match. Yeah, you know, we talked about it last week. A Labor Four would have been a million times better to debut Paul White than this bullshit. Yeah, hundred percent. And. Whatever. I again I say it, QT's solid, he's fine, but enough again with the TV time. It's so limited. Enough. This guy we've seen him enough recently. He is who he is. It's just cheap heel bullshit heat. No. Uh-huh. Just don't need to see it. Yeah, and no, I agree. I think like, you know, QT Marshall has been involved in some of the weaker, most featured plot lines you know, yeah. since we've come back from WWE. Correct. And uh, Paul White I just want to say, it feels amazing to be back in the ring. <coughs> Why are you me that? <coughs> Thought that was funny. Go. Yeah. Thought that was funny. And QT says, Houston, we have a problem. 
Ay, ay, ay. And shows pictures of, like, Paul White's hip on the screen. And he's like, he's had five operations in 18 months. And Big Show's like, oh, well, thanks for showing my big, beautiful ass on the screen. <laughs> but I'm going to kick your ass it all out. No, I talked to Tony Khan. We're going to have a match. That's this, it. This was country music at its finest, <laughs> this wasn't it? This was butt rock. This was. It was just straight the fuck up, state fair, free concert bullshit. You know, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, just get it over with. Yep. Jade and Smart Mark Sterling talking about Kiara Hogan, which she squashed her in one minute. That's yeah. it. Relevant. Then the Elite cutting a promo with Tony Schiavone, who informs them of breaking news of the Tag Title Eliminator Tournament, which we've already seen one match and talked about it. Jurassic Express defeated Pipe Party. We'll see Varsity Blondes versus Lucha Bros on Wednesday, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing the Lucha Bros will win. They ought to. And we'll see Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express, which should be awesome. And I think the Lucha Bros will win that. And I think we're going to see Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks at all out in a cage. That's what I want to see, at least. I think it'll be tight. I think we could see Young or Jurassic Express again. But I but think I don't think we want that. Lucha Bros and Young Bucks again. It's been two years they had that rivalry, but it's been enough time. Well, so. and, and I think Lucha Bros, like you know, we we talked about was it last week? Who of the elite is going to lose their titles first? Yeah, their AEW titles to be mm-hmm. specific. Um, and I think Lucha Bros, you know, provide the best chance, you know, for that to happen. I think it could be a Bucks. title change if that's the case. Um, or even if it is Jurassic Express too. Like, are they going to lose to him twice? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm still not convinced the Bucks will lose yet, but uh, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Hey, then we get Taz with Hook, who Hook Hook. Uh, he was just kind of standing. Look at you, look at you, look. Pretty standard. I can't even. Was he wearing the white beater? Was he wearing something? Maybe no. just a t-shirt. Hook at Hook at Hook at Look at you, look. Harry Belafonte and Ryan Cook. Mm, there we go. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Actually, this segment. Someone had posted something on Twitter that this the Cage Starks match was happening this night, and I'm like, I don't think so. No, no, it has to be an all-out thing. It's yeah. obviously not here, but this was like pretty much nothing. Like they introduced Starks. It was treading and, water. Yeah, and then they show on the screen that Hobbs was like standing over Cage, and then Cage got up, and they were scuffling, and then Hook. Taz and starts left. Yeah. You know, again, treading water. Um, let's get to the fight. Yep. And speaking of treading water, the death triangle, yet again, interrupted by Andrade, Chavo, and mysterious suit man. And uh, at least the match is official, finally. Mm-hmm. Pac versus Andrade at all out. But uh, Pac must agree to Andrade's conditions, and he's handed like a big stack of papers. And love that Chavo keeps harping on the fact that Lucha Broy... <laughs> That Chavo keeps harping on the fact that the Lucha Bros will never win the tag titles with a boss like Pac. Like, that they work for Pac. Yeah, they, they, like they, he keeps saying that every I know, week. I know, like, I, I feel like this is, um, you it's know. This is hilarious. Very shoehorned. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, clearly I think they're going to try to create some sort of a shoehorn schism. What, this is what I'll call this, between Pac and uh, the Lucha Bros. What we've talked know. about already, could one of them turn? You know, could one of the Lucha Bros? T- I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Well, like, like I hope it's like both of them. You know, if it, if they have to turn, mm-hmm. you know, away from Pac. You know, and like Pac's cool. Like I don't have a big attachment to him. Yeah. You know, I think he's a good wrestler and stuff. Yeah. You know, so I think I don't know. Um, I feel like both of them would have to turn. I'd hate it if, if it they would got be split cool up. if they did like a luchador stable of sorts. You well, know? And, and have uh, <clears throat> Phoenix and uh, Penta fought against each other on AEW? I 
think they did, like, around the time you were getting involved. But I can't remember. Yeah, I think they did, like, when they had that Eliminator tournament last year. Because uh, one of them got hurt. At one, like, Phoenix got hurt. And I thought they ended. I know fucking uh, Pentagon had two matches with Kenny. But, yeah, we may have to look that up. Yeah. But, hey. And uh, then we got Thunder, Thunder Rosa defeating Penelope Ford in 8 minutes 6 seconds. I mentioned on Twitter, it felt like Penelope Ford was getting ready to go to the club the way she was dressed. She had like those tight leather pants and like almost like a lingerie top. Yeah. It wasn't wrestling gear. I'm no, like, what the fuck? No, it wasn't. Yeah, and like, that's my whole thing with Penelope Ford. Like, I've not really seen her be like a wrestler, you know, like she's, no, no, no. Yeah. This is not really had that presence and like she ha she's a pretty decent wrestler for sure like and i know she used to wrestle against men at times which in other indies which she certainly had some okay matches but yeah she didn't look the part here by no. any means and, and, and like you they're definitely trying to put thunderous over oh yeah i mean we knew who was gonna win this yeah. match and yeah yeah nothing special here they traded some submissions some strikes and yeah it was like a thunder rosa was basically just like pulling on all the limbs uh -huh. of penelope and she tapped out but yeah there's not a ton to say yeah no not too much i'm surprised it was eight minutes longer two minutes longer than sting derby yeah it was split by a commercial which uh, the yeah, opener yeah, yeah. didn't have the commercial but good point you know uh it seems like we're probably going to get Britt versus Chris Statlander at All Out, which will be great. You know, I'm thinking Thunder Rosa's not really going to be involved, but... That'll be full gear. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think treading water a little bit here is I, what they may be doing. Is that crisis of confidence still mm, a thing? I don't know. I mean, it's better than last week. Oh, yeah, this show is... A lot better. Yeah, yeah, but 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 uh, you a know, a lot better. Perhaps still right. unresolved uh, issues, you know. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And then we get the return of the Greek letter, Arn. Rock Anderson, with his daddy Arn, who is worried about him because he's got this match with Malachi Black that he's going to lose, and he kicked his daddy's head, and uh, pretty much Brock is like, the match is signed, and that's that. That's it. Great talking. A lot of very brief promos on this oh yeah show like rapid kinda, fire yeah you know? um, but it's it's you know it's a byproduct of trying to squeeze a lot of different people on here in these one minute 30 second two minutes well, now they got their third hour with rampage but you know yeah like yeah they got to figure it out yep. challenge yep uh miro had a quick promo where finally he's seemingly calling out and i don't, I don't want to say a quote-unquote real opponent because you know whatever but a more serious opponent, Eddie Kingston. Yep. And, you know, no real, we don't really know why yet. He basically just said he wants to talk. And I'm guessing maybe this Wednesday we'll hear why. Yeah. And uh, it seems like that's likely the direction for All Out. Yeah, he needs so. a match at All Out. Yeah. You know, and I, it's random, good. but I'm here for it. Yep. And uh, there's a chance Eddie Kingston could win. Probably not going to. And he's typically, or he hasn't really won many big matches at all nope i'd love to see him win but you know miro's kind of really just starting to hit his groove as the champ and uh but yeah just happy that uh we finally have some sort of direction yep i i completely agree and then we got the classic intense john moxley 
uh, back hallway promo where he basically was just calling everyone out. And he's uh-huh. like, everyone wants a piece of AEW lately. And he's like, I don't understand why people think it's that easy. And he references Kenny getting help from the goofs. He references Hangman having high school issues. <laughs> Says he'll take care of Christian. You know, he's carried this company through the hard times with no crowds. And that he's going to give Daniel Garcia a taste of the main event on Rampage, which we already discussed. Protect your neck and ask yourself, is this really where you want to be? And he lost in about four minutes in that. But, uh, yeah, just another awesome John Moxley yeah. promo. Actually, this was one of, particularly one of my favorites of him recently. Just the intensity was dialed up. He's just gunning for everyone. Now, we don't know where he's headed for All Out. Because yeah. the Tanahashi rumors were kind of simmering for a while there. He was here for the New Japan show in America last week, but I've heard that he went back to Japan. I guess they could bring him back, but we talked about he'd have to quarantine for the G1, and I don't know if the timing works, so let's just assume Tanahashi Moxley's not going to happen at all out. I don't really necessarily know what he will be doing. Yeah, um... No active feud. Unless well, it's he, been with Garcia and Garcia. 2.0 and those guys. Yeah. They're not going to really do anything yeah, yeah. with that. I mean, could he get a rematch with Archer? Well, he lost. So Archer lost the, oh, IW, yeah. the, oh. the U.S. title to Tanahashi oh, on the New Japan show okay, in America gotcha. last week. Gotcha. So, oh. so I think that was more a vehicle details. for New Japan to not have Tanahashi take the belt off Moxley okay. and get it back to Japan. Because okay. I think what that was. But it did give Archer his moment, too. He got his big win, but I figured he was going to lose it to Tana. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. <laughs> I would love to see Tanahashi versus Moxley, but uh, yeah, not really a ton of speculation because he's just been involved with Garcia and 2.0 these last couple weeks. And. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if anything comes up. I mean, I guess there's a chance he could just be off the card. Uh-huh. Um, but, mm, and then we have our main event, which is the fifth labor of Jericho, in which MJF defeated Chris Jericho in 15 minutes, 22 seconds. And yeah, I thought this was a very good, solid match. Much better than their full gear match last November. Um, MJF working the arm, working the arm, working the arm. Jericho, well, let's, I guess, go back to the entrance. Let's yeah. not gloss over that because it was very fucking cool. Yeah, no, like um, I said, yeah. Yeah, you know, you kind of think, like, obviously, if we were going to that show, I would have looked up the lyrics. Yeah. You know, you know, pulled you, it up on your phone. Yeah, and you saw people had signs and everything, and it felt like right off the bat, they weren't really in sync, but once it got going, like, sure. everyone was pretty much in unison, and that was a very cool moment. Yeah, no, it was a really cool moment. Um, no, this was a pretty decent match, I thought. Um, you know, immediately, um, you know, Jericho goes for the wall. Like, you know, yeah. like one weird thing I will say about this match is like all of Jericho's near falls didn't really seem like like whenever he like executed special moves and stuff, didn't really seem at times to or to be executed at times where he would win. Yeah. So like I think like, you know, it's pretty telegraphed that like oh yeah, MJ yeah, there weren't and, like, and, like that's the best booking decision out of this. Yeah, but. there weren't a ton of Jericho like super near falls down the stretch, but good psychology in this match, you know. I mean, Jericho hey yo, still was, you know, he was selling obviously from everything, but still not really enough from everything he'd been through. Um 
Yeah, it was just a lot of MJF working the arm, Jericho making his comeback. The crowd was very hot for oh, Jericho. Big, oh, big time, for yeah. For sure. He hit the lion salt at one point. Yeah. Uh, that was a pretty good near fall. Hit that top rope Hurricane Rana, which MJF did like a big bounce up sell, which uh-huh. I thought was pretty funny. Um, at one point, uh, MJF had Jericho in the salt of the earth armbar, but Jericho like flipped him out and countered it into the walls, yeah, which I was thought cool. was cool. Mm-hmm. MJF put Jericho in the walls at one point. Uh, oh, we had the spot in the very beginning with the camera where like that was always Jericho's oh, thing yeah. where MJF picked up the camera and was like flipping everyone oh. off. Uh, that's always fun. MJF hit the uh, the Heat Seeker, which is that like draping pile driver when he brings him into the yeah. ring, which is a good near fall. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we already talked about the MJF getting him in the walls, but then MJF was going for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Jericho was going for Floyd. He hit MJF with Floyd. Yeah, the, di- the ring was taken off. Of yeah, he was Aubrey. about to do the Judas effect, and he's like, oh no, I can't. And... MGF slaps him in the salt of the earth again. Jericho countered it into a pin, but then he was able to get him back in, and Jericho tapped out. But, yeah, pretty damn good television main event, I'd say. Um, I mean, it begs the question, we've been talking, like, is this it? You know, like, this feud has been going on for fucking ten months, it seems like. And is this it? Are they really going to end it here? No, I don't think. I mean, with the pay per view this close, and with like you know them both needing to be in matches in the pay per view, yeah, it's you, likely the career on the line thing. Like we'll, we may hear about it next week. I would think so. So they did mention on Rampage that Jericho typically would have been on commentary, uh, but that he is he was like questioning and you know whatever, thinking, collecting his thoughts yeah. from the loss. So. Yeah, Michael was the first one to bring it up that, like, could Jericho challenge MJF and put his career on the line? You know, it does make sense for MJF to get the win because he's the younger guy. So that, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Could be it. Well, I mean, like, are you going to have it all out without Moxley or those two? You know, it's a good question. Like, 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 I do think, you know, it's a very good question. Like, at least their uh, feud is much more hot than whatever Mox has got going on right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think it should happen, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, very fun show. Um, and we, you know, we already talked about Rampage. Yes. So, uh, hey, I guess we got to prepare for this uh, consultation and do some, if you recall. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it'll be fun. Like, a, like you know. Hey, fellas, can everyone hear me? Sure can. How you doing, Fox? Back in LA, Beaumont. Just got off the phone with Mark Marin. Got his next guest on What the Fuck. What a dick out here. Cool. Uh, yeah, same man. It's been human as shit here. Oh, hey, Fox. Uh, I'd like you to meet my partner, Brett Jagger. Hey, man. It's nice to meet you. Brett, the pleasure is all mine. Well, uh, hey. Thanks again, Fox, for uh, taking the time out to talk with us. No, thank you guys. You're the talent. You're the ones who want to make people like me live the life I live. I'm just a stick floating in your river. Okay, well, so Mr. Monroe. Fox. Fox. So Beaumont kind of filled me in on what you all talked about, but 
you know, we both wanted to hear just some more specifics about everything because, well, Bo did say you've listened to the show. So, you know, you might have some idea why we might be hesitant about this. Uh, our experiences with being managed certainly have been a bit uh, involving, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we weren't officially managed, but we were definitely managed, if you know. <laughs> hey, guys. I know that Turner cult, Vince McMahon and his son-in-law did a real number. Frankly, I'm surprised and impressed that you're still doing this. Chugging along, making the show after all of that. Right? <laughs> uh, well, thanks, I guess. All night long, baby. But here's the difference. We're not going to manage you like you're our product. We're an agency that exists solely because you create content. We and our resources and connections are the byproduct of your product. With Last Tycoon Productions, there's no bullshit, no smoke screens, no basic cable dogma, no secret nihilistic motives to make everything suck. Just ask half the podcast on The Ringer. Wow. Damn, The Ringer. That, that, that's, that's not bad company, Brad. Yeah, so, okay, well, how exactly would all this impact the production of the Brain Buster Boys specifically? So, in the event we sign you on, I'd be a representative from Last Tycoon for access to creative resources, promotion, sponsorship, much better than what you got now with that visual flat earth media. And there'd be some overhead, of course, the fee for the consultation. But if you want to monetize, which you guys are far too good not to do, then this is just something that happens on the way to that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I expected that, but how would all this pan out? Yeah. Like, so hypothetically if our next episode was for last tycoon what exactly would be better glad you asked beaumont why don't you show me check your venmo whoa are you seeing this uh no i didn't get it but uh hey fox uh there's got to be some sort of catch here well brett honestly the catch very easily could be Hey, I'm going to sign a contract with this Fox Monroe guy, but he's just going to give me a fat check, and I feel a little weird about that, so maybe we'll just go on doing what we've always been doing and play it safe. At that point, I'm just taking your consultation. Yeah, I guess that's uh, technically true, but... But you don't want that, and I don't want that at all. Brett, I want the exact same thing you want, and I think you know that I know what that is. Mm, I don't know if you want it, but uh, yeah, I just want to talk about wrestling. I, I think that's a given. Brett, ready, 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 ready. I want you to do more than just talk about wrestling. I want this money to be the first step to you having a voice heard by more than just the online wrestling community. Even more than making money from this. I want you to fucking influence the sport. I want you to be a part of the thing that you love most. I told you I was a fan of your show. <laughs> well, buddy, what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, this sounds pretty interesting, I must admit. I know, right? Yeah, but uh, I think we need to think it over a little bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. Perfect. That's all I was hoping for today. No contracts yet, nothing official. 
I just want to see what you boys do with what I gave you there. No studio interference. Don't worry about impressing me. Just impress yourselves. Make this worth it. Well, we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll think it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely let you know. All night long, baby. Brett, Boma, I can't wait to see what you got. All right. Uh, that was uh, sure interesting, but uh, I guess we'll... Uh, we'll no, we got I mean, like... See how that all shakes. No, out? it's gonna shake out good. Cause, like, man, like, you see, you saw, like, you saw Buddy Ben movie, right? Like, uh, yeah, another conversation for a different day. All right, let's, all right. Uh, let's truck along. It's with exciting. If you recall, which is exciting, which we're going back to Money in the Bank 2011. Shit, I need to. In which. CM Punk defeats John Cena in 33 minutes, 45 seconds to win the WWE Championship as his contract expires that evening, allegedly. Um, but yeah, I was telling you, obviously had to kind of give you the backstory of just the stakes of this match with CM Punk's contract expiring and Cena being fired if he were to lose. And just at this time as a fan, like... Really, no one knew what the hell was going on and what was actually happening and what, how this match was going to end and the ramifications of it. So, like, I just remember, like, this felt like bigger than the Super Bowl to me at this time. Like, really just dialed in and watching this match. So, it was, uh, it was a special one for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely, um, a lot of hoopla beforehand, you know, just the, um, in terms of introductions and stuff, oh, like, you know, they really just kind of... Similar to last night's, but yeah, nothing like it where CM... And I told you, he was the heel coming into this story and just had to become the face. And then obviously in Chicago, he was beloved, but yeah, just that crowd reaction. It was the last match of his old theme song, Fires, This Fire Burns, which was amazing. But yeah, the pop was just insane and... You know, even when he gets in the ring and sits down, they're still cheering for him for like oh, yeah. minutes before Cena even comes out. You know, he gets on the ropes and what's my fucking name? And just yeah, the emotion and energy, it was just crazy. And then Cena comes out, his music hits and boo biggest chorus of boos yeah. and I told you like Cena typically like he'd gesture toward the camera and like Go high five fans and whatever, but not on this occasion. All business. All business. Walking down, you know, just dialed into what's about to happen. And uh, I mentioned it was Justin Roberts, now the AEW ring announcer. He got a nice Jan Cena, which mm -hmm. was fun. Um, and Michael Cole, right off the bat, you know, called this one of the biggest matches in WWE history, which they've said probably 500 times yeah. in its history, but truly. At the time, I think this definitely was for the reasons I just stated and just everything. In it all was, actuality and reality. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, but, uh, yeah, what'd you think? Uh, no, this was very compelling. Um, you know, like I definitely could follow the drama really well of this mansion. The crowd built, certainly built, was just being so hot the whole time. Oh, yeah, 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 with the crowd and there being echoes of the Montreal screw job and kind of the mm -hmm. alignment. You know, you and the ending of yeah. how it finished. You yeah, know, really yeah. a direct call to that. Yeah, yeah, but 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 the inverse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, the flip. Um, yep. But uh, but yeah, no, I thought this match was excellent. This um, 
I feel like, you know, Bret Hart and Stone Cold was great, like, outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, but this, I think, was, you know, I liked it just as much, maybe if not a little bit better in ring. Yeah, for sure. You know sure. what I'm saying? Well, and uh, this was twice the length of that match, too. But, yeah, the, you bring that up, those are my two favorite WWF slash WWE matches of all time. Um, but, yeah, definitely different matches. This one definitely much more in the ring. That Bret Hart-Austin, you know, half of it was brawn through the crowd and everything else. But, uh, yeah, this was kept mostly in the ring, focused. And, yeah, the crowd just carried it the whole time. I mean, they were just so loud and into it from the moment CM Punk stepped out till the moment he stepped out and yeah. left the arena. Yeah, so that's the victory. I yeah. mean, they really just kind of carried it and just on every moment just – you know, booing Cena for every little punch well, and, and well, cheering and, Punk for every little oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Well, especially they let it fester in the beginning because Cena took control yes. really early on. Yeah, you know, and like kind of that of feeling him. out part and, yeah, just having the submissions and whatever else, there's just a lot of boos. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it really did kind of take Punk quite a while to kind of get over that hump and really get it going. But, uh, yeah, it was just – it's just a wild one. Yeah, no, I thought it was great, um, you know, particularly – you know, a lot of these moves are, remember that CM Punk knee to the jaw that they showed? That oh, was like, yeah. Well, which, like, I think in terms of the physicality of the move, like, how you execute it, it's pretty impossible for you to, like, you know, as the knee is going up to be like, all right, I'm going to pull this right here at the very end. Yeah. You know, he, you, you would have to, like, you know, stymie your, your momentum from the very beginning. And they showed that replay yeah. up close, slow-mo, multiple times, because it was the second knee. He hit him with two, like, those step-up knees as Cena was, like, up against the ropes and yeah that second one it's like there's no if ands if buts about it that motherfucker hurt and that yeah. connected Crikey. um and yeah i mean that was definitely we were getting towards the end and that was right before i had written down here um well it was immediately before cena got the first stf on punk and he was able to fight his way to the ropes um, but then Punk countered with a kick to the head, which got a two count. And then it was that insane sequence where mm-hmm. Cena went for the attitude adjustment. Punk flipped out of it. Punk went for the GTS and Cena kicked, flipped out of that. And then he put him in the STF again. And then Punk countered that and put him in the Anaconda Vice. Like those two sequences back to back. You know, well, it's, it's when it really started getting It's that, that moment where it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Cause like the match mm-hmm. up until then, it was still damn good. And like. You know, earlier in the match, they'd both gone for their moves multiple. You know, this had already happened. But just like this flurry and, you know, we're probably halfway through or more, probably more than halfway through at this point. And just the speed and pace that those counters happened. It was like they both did their stand-up attempts and then both did their submission attempts. And uh, it was just amazing. Yeah, and particularly with the attitude adjustments. One thing I did like about this that, you know, we hear a lot about now. Like with the one wing, one winged angel specifically, mm. it's like no one's ever kicked out of it, and I'm just like, well, when somebody does, the floodgates are open. Yeah, which, you know, and, and like I think saying that just you know sets uh, an absurdly high bar. Which with Cena, like they didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You know, he they kicked out of his moves, Punk but it's, kicked out of it twice. Yeah, but yeah, but it still had the same dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. You know, like when it happens, like like you get one chance. Yep. With Kenny, and then after that. It's just like, you know, negated the rest of the time. And like, you know, without, you know, by them not saying that, it makes it better. Yeah. Well, and I hate that they say it because it's also not true because Kota Ibushi kicked out of it in DDT in 2012. So I don't know why they keep harping on that because it's not true. But anyway. um, So actually right after this sequence was when Cena hit the first attitude adjustment. Like after all this, like out of nowhere, he hit it and Punk kicked out. Um 
And that's when Cena went up to do that leg drop and Punk countered it into a kind of a poor, like, catch him power bomb, but it's yeah. tough. Um, and then he Cena finally got that big leg after CM Punk went for the GTS again and countered. And then that's when Booker T, I wrote it down, he's just like, I'm exhausted. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, both guys are obviously kicking exhausted. Out especially, kicking out of their yeah. finishing moves and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, and all that's And then after real. that, Cena hits the attitude adjustment again. Uh -huh. And Punk kicks out again. So, like, I remember watching this, man. I thought Cena was going to win. You yeah. know, like, live, it's just like... Again, you didn't know what was real, what was not, and like just thinking they're not going to give Punk the belt and let him leave. But obviously, you know, I think all that stuff was worked out ahead of time, like at the 11th hour, but it was just crazy. And uh, Punk hit the top rope Hurricane Rana, but Cena was able to roll away. Then he hit him with a running knee, and then he hit the GTS, but it was more to the ribs, and yeah. the announcers mentioned that. It's like he didn't get all of it, and it wasn't to the face, and Cena went outside, which prompted our friend Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis, that firing asshole, to come out on the ramp. Um, Cena had Punk in... Cena is able to get Punk in the STF, and Vince, like you said, kind of the reverse of the Montreal screw job. He's calling for the bell. Ring it, ring it, ring it. He pushes Laurinaitis and sends Laurinaitis to the timekeeper's table. But wait, John Cena slides out and fucking hammers him. Like, that was great. Like, just, you know, this would have benefited him. And yeah. he would have won the match. But, like, but like babyface such Cena, a sweet yeah. moment. And he just hammered Laurinaitis. It was so good. And then he walks over to Vince and he's, like, basically pointing at him and gesturing to him, like, don't do this. Like, I want to win it my way, whatever. Slides in. GTS. One, two, three. Like, again, just in the moment. And that, it was, the execution was perfect. Yeah. And just that, you know, call back to the Montreal screw job. Cena breaking it up and then walking into the defeat. And I've mentioned it so many times right after, but just Vince's facial expression. Yeah, just that dead. From the moment the loss happens to the moment the show ends is just gold. Yeah. Just blank stare. Punk's going nuts. Everyone's going nuts. Continually blank stare. And then he walks over to the commentary table, puts on the headset. Cut the music! Cut the music! Get, get, get Alberto down here! Cash it in! Cash it in! Get him down here! It's, I love it. Just like last ditch effort. You know, like yeah. I think they even Desperate, referenced it know. was midnight that night. Uh -huh. So it was like an hour and whatever that is con. So, yeah, it's like Vince has got to do something. Get this guy out here, money in the bank, we have to. And see poor Alberto trucking his ass down there and bam, kick to the head right away. Yeah. And then Punk gives him one of the most famous, and the, the picture of it is so iconic at this point. But when he leaves and he's sitting on the barricade and he's got the belt and he blows Vince the kiss. Mm -hmm. And then he runs through, you know, the packed house Chicago crowd going nuts and Again, getting goosebumps again right now, but uh, yeah, it's one of the best. Again, probably number two WWE match all time for me. It's in my top ten of all time. Just the circumstances surrounding it and the stakes and having Vince involved and CM Punk being my favorite and Cena just being the guy, like, it's perfection. Yeah. It's what wrestling is at its best you yeah, know we no, didn't, didn't even mention the promo ahead of uh, time which kind of recapped everything and the pipe bomb 
which we'll still have to watch the whole thing. But yeah, just the realism of everything going on here. And CM Punk saying this company will be better once Vince McMahon is dead and all this shit. It was just something you don't see in wrestling too often. And it was pretty fucking special. No, it definitely, you know, had like, it was a peak. It was a climax or something. And even without the context, or even with that, like, sort of, like, you know, very dense dose of context I got yeah. in the beginning, um, I was still able to detect. I mean, ever since I got back into wrestling in, the... in 2009, this is one of the best things, period, that has happened. Yeah. This might be number one, honestly. And then the Daniel Bryan storyline culminating with him winning the belts at WrestleMania 30, you know could go on a lot all in definitely and you know a myriad of things in aew and new japan but it's a big fucking deal and uh always a blast to watch it and i just can't wait to see cm punk on wednesday live and just going forward in aew and maybe daniel bryan's next yeah we'll see what's happening it's just insane yeah i love this company and uh yeah we'll see uh the future both for aew i guess for us uh could be interesting. Well, I mean, we've got a lot of we've got money to spend, so um, let's uh, let's approach it with a uh, measured, uh, reason mindset. Um, I mean, we did just come off money in the bank, so you know, like uh, let's just try to be as measured as we can. And uh, yeah, I need to uh, again, I need to absorb all okay. that. You know, well, we'll talk. We'll yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure um, it out, especially uh, with Milwaukee yeah. coming and everything. <laughs> This uh, would normally be the part of the show where we were going to have the Greg Goldman report. But as we said earlier, uh, we were unable to make that work this week due to Tropical Storm Henry. So uh, I guess uh, that is this week's show, buddy. That is that uh, Milwaukee time. So, uh, oh boy. Yeah. Next week should be a, yeah, it should be a special one. We don't know exactly uh, what we're going to be doing yet. We'll probably do a little recording on the drive up the drive back and we want to do something with uh chad and diesel from view from the top rope and high five tom who we're all going to the show with so yeah we don't really know what we're doing yet but it's going to be a blast and as we said earlier we'll also have the goldman report next week too so uh i can't yeah. wait it's going to be in your first wrestling show since 1999 yeah that. yeah and what that that's um tw- uh, 22 years it's a really wow. long time but uh no I, i'm excited it's going to be fun um in a one thing um keep track to keep track of our trip we're going to be you know putting stuff on social media a lot at yeah. Brainbuster boys instagram and twitter yes sir yes check it sir. out yeah so uh, it's going to be a fun one cm punk's dynamite debut uh yeah stay tuned to all the socials i'm sure it's going to be a hoot dandy have fun everyone stay safe love each other bye bye see ya